Praise God. Or I guess I am. Praise God. And uh, I don't know how this may, how this is going to work tonight. But nevertheless, we're going to look to the Word of God and try to share with you something that I feel like the Lord laid on my heart. Amen. And if I'm not preaching to anybody else here tonight, I can assure you that I'm going to be preaching to myself. Okay? So you may just have to sit here tonight and listen to me preach to myself. Praise God. I'm going to read a good many scriptures so you can be seated here tonight. Hallelujah. In various places in the Word of God just to make a point. I got four different settings of scripture I want to read from just to make a point. So just bear with me tonight. Numbers chapter 22 and verse 21, reading down through verse 33. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his ass, and he went with the princes of Moab. And God's anger was kindled, kindled because he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his ass, and his two servants were with him. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the ass to turn her in, into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards, a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself unto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, and he smote her again. And the angel of the Lord went farther, further and stood in a narrow place where was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam. Balaam's anger was kindled, and he smote the ass with a staff. And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass and said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee? that thou hast smitten me these three times. Balaam said unto the ass, because thou hast mocked me, I would, I would there were a sword in my hand, for now I would kill thee. And the ass said unto Balaam, Am I not thine ass upon which thou hast ridden ever since? I was thine unto this day. Was I ever wont to do so unto thee? And he said, Nay. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, his sword, uh, his sword drawn in his hand, and he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Wherefore hast thou smitten thine asses three times? Behold, I went out to withstand thee, because thy way is perverse before me. And the ass saw me and turned from me these three times unless she had turned from me surely now also I had slain thee and saved her alive in Matthew chapter 17 there's another little story here I want to read verse 24 through 27 and when they were come to Capernaum they that received tribute money came to Peter Amen. And said, Doth not your master pay tribute? And he said, Yea. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? 
Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute of their own children or of strangers? Peter said unto him, of strangers. Jesus said unto him, then are the children free. Notwithstanding, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea. Go down to the sea, Peter, and cast in a hook. Take up the fish that first cometh up. When thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. That take and give unto them for me and for thee. Acts chapter 12, verse 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod. And from all of the expectations of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. You know what they were praying for? They were praying for Peter to get delivered. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew, and when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is an angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door, they saw him and were astonished. One more setting of Scripture tonight. Acts chapter 19, verse 13 through 16. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, a chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who in the world are you? But who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overcame them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known. To all of the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Praise God. Four different settings of scripture tonight that I have read in your hearing. And I'm sure you're sitting there tonight. Amen. And you're wondering what in the name of God does all of these various settings of scripture have to do with one another. Can anybody tell me what possibly could connect all of these various stories tonight? Praise God. Hallelujah. Can you possibly tell me tonight what could connect all of these different stories in the Word of God? Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, we've got a talking donkey in one of the stories. We got a fish, a man with money in his mouth in another story. We got a shop congregation. Amen. Over God actually answering their prayers. And then we've got seven naked men running down the street. Amen. And the news is spreading throughout all of that region. Amen. What happened that day? Praise God. 
What in the name of God could connect all of these different stories? Amen. Hallelujah. I think these scriptures reveal something about God tonight that sometimes we forget. I believe all of these settings of scripture reveal to us something about God. Amen. That I often forget, and probably a lot of you often forget tonight, and that is, amen, that God does have a sense of humor. Hallelujah. Amen. God does have a sense of humor. Praise God. Amen. The best indication that God has a sense of humor, amen, is that he made man in his own image. Hallelujah. Amen. The first, amen, inkling, amen, that God has a sense of humor is that God made man in his own image. Now, amen, that's kind of funny. Amen. You, you may ask me tonight, well, Brother Brown, why is that funny? Amen, that God made man in his own image. Well, which one of us did God make in his own image? Which one of us? Amen. Everybody in here has got a different look. Everybody in here has got a different body style. Everybody in here looks different. Nobody in here looks exactly alike. Amen. So which one of us did God, amen, make in his likeness and in his image? Praise God. Some of us look, amen, tonight is different. Amen, as daylight as dark. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is God short or tall? Hallelujah. Well, we are made in his likeness. We are made in his image. So is God short or tall? Amen. Does God have brown hair and green eyes or blonde hair and blue eyes? Hallelujah. Amen. Or does he have like some folks around here have? Does he have red hair? Praise God. Hallelujah. Is Amen. Uh, or does he have black hair? Does he have white hair tonight? Hallelujah. Is he skinny or is he husky? Hallelujah. Well, we're made in his likeness, and we're made in his image. Hallelujah. Does he have big ears? Does he have little ears? Does he have a big nose? Does he have a little nose? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, he sure made us all look quite different, didn't he? Praise God. Hallelujah. But here's tonight where we're all alike. Praise God. There's one area. There's many areas. Amen. Where we are all alike. Hallelujah. But here's one area tonight. Amen, that we're all alike. Praise God. We have, amen, the ability to perceive and express humor. Praise God. Amen. And, and, and amen, I'm dealing with something I'm telling you. Amen, that I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. There are some people among us, amen, that are, uh, that, uh, amen, are better than others. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, some people... Uh, amen, are more humorous than others, hallelujah. Some people are more funny than others, hallelujah. And uh, in all of my years, amen, of living, praise God, I don't think I've ever met anybody as good as, at expressing humor as Brother Kevin Fuller. <laughs> He's sitting right over there. Us. Uh, Kind of hiding his face. Hallelujah. Brother Kevin Fuller is as good as it gets when it comes to expressing humor. Hallelujah. On our Israeli trip, on our trip to Jerusalem, amen, he was basically the life of the party. Hallelujah. We laughed our way through Jerusalem, praise God, because Kevin was on the bus, and Kevin couldn't quit laughing. 
Amen. He was laughing. He was laughing loud. Amen. It affected the whole bus. It affected the whole tour. Pretty soon the whole bus was laughing. Amen. We didn't, I, we, most of us or a lot of us didn't even know what Kevin was laughing at or laughing about. He was back there in the back of the bus. Amen. Saying something. Amen. And laughing about it. And his laughter got louder and louder and louder. And pretty soon the whole bus was laughing. Amen. As we rode through Jerusalem, rode from one end, amen, of Israel to the other, we rode in a bus, amen, that was full of laughter. Amen. And basically because, amen, we had somebody on the bus that was good, amen, about expressing humor. Hallelujah. Amen. The whole group, amen, was in stitches at times. Amen. And when the trip was over, they all said, Amen. Kevin, we're going to miss your laughter. Amen. You made us laugh. You kept us happy. Praise God on this, amen, trip. Praise God. He lit up the trip with laughter. Praise God. Hallelujah. Boy, we could, we could all, amen, use a little uh, more improvement in that area, or I can. And I feel like probably a lot of you can. Just looking at the expression on your faces right now, I feel like probably 90% of us in here could, amen, do a little better on the humor part, right, on the laughter part. Learning how to laugh. Hallelujah. Amen. I get caught up in all of the serious stuff in life. I'm confessing. I'm a pastor. Amen. There's people calling all the time. There's people calling my wife, calling me. Amen. All the time. Amen. With issues and problems and situations. And amen. Needing prayer for this. Needing counsel for that. Needing, amen, a word of advice. What would you do in this situation? And what would you do in that situation? And amen. They're always, amen, seeking counsel, advice, or direction. Praise God. And you know, I know, I understand that's what a pastor's for. Hallelujah. Help as much as he possibly can. Anybody, amen, find direction in life. Praise God. Hallelujah. But sometimes I get, amen, sometimes I get too caught up in, amen, the seriousness of stuff. Amen. And I, I, I really, I really lose my balance. Hallelujah. Amen. When it comes to the humorous stuff. Amen. I, 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 so I've got to do better here tonight. I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to myself tonight. I'm making up my mind. i got to do better. Hallelujah. The American Heritage Dictionary defines a sense of humor simply as the ability to perceive, enjoy, and express what is comical and funny. Hallelujah. The ability to perceive Enjoy and express what is comical and funny. Hallelujah. Amen. We have the ability to laugh tonight. Amen. Because we serve a God that laughs. We serve a God that knows how to laugh. Hallelujah. Amen. We serve a God. Amen. That knows. Amen. What humor is. Hallelujah. Amen. If you stop and you think about Balaam's story. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you can't help if you contemplate it, if you let your mind, amen, get wrapped around Balaam's story. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't help but to laugh, amen, if you, amen, get the story. Hallelujah. Here's a man riding a donkey that he's been riding all of that donkey's life. Amen. And the donkey's actually speaking to him. Amen. Trying to help him. Amen. Trying to save his life. 
Amen. Amen. Because of the angel of the Lord being there with a sword in his hand. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's a humorous story. When you think about the seven sons of Sceva, amen, running out of the house, naked down the street. and Amen. The news of that spreading throughout, amen, the whole region. Amen. If you close your eyes and you see that picture playing out in your mind, amen, I'm sure that it will make you chuckle. Hallelujah, just like it did everybody in the region over there, amen, when it happened, praise God. I'm sure that everybody was talking about those seven men. They weren't just talking about it, they was laughing about it. They was joking about it, they was carrying on about it, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, here's another, here's another story I want to share with you tonight. 1 Samuel chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Amen. And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer, Ebenezer unto Ashdod. And when the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon. So the Philistines stole the ark, amen, which represented the Spirit of God to the Jews. They stole it. They took it back, amen, to their house. They took it back to their country. They took it back to their territory. Amen. They brought it into the house of Dagon, and they set the ark, amen, of the covenant down beside Dagon. And when they of Ashdod arose early on the morrow, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord, and they took Dagon, and they set him in his place again. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's finish reading. And when they rose up early on tomorrow morning, behold, Dagon was fallen upon his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord, and the head of Dagon and both of the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, they deserted Dagon. Amen. They fled from Dagon. Therefore, neither the priest of Dagon nor any that come into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod unto this day. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's a little humorous story in my mind. Amen. In the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I can laugh at this story. Amen. Because when I close my mind, amen, I see the Spirit of God rising up. Amen. And just giving Dagon, amen, a little holy karate chop. And knocking him down to the ground. They set him up again. And amen, in the nighttime, the Spirit of God just gets up again. And amen, gives him a holy karate kick. Hallelujah. Amen. Leaves him with nothing but a stump there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Letting us know and everybody else know there ain't no God like our God. He's a big God. Hallelujah. He's an awesome God. He's an all-powerful God. He's a mighty God. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Hallelujah. He's got us on his mind tonight. He's got all of our issues. Hallelujah. That he has to deal with every day. But yet, amen, in the midst of dealing with this whole big old world, amen, with all of the seven-plus billion people that are in it, with all of their issues, he's got everybody's hair numbered. 
He knows your phone number, your address. He knows your social security number. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry about him hacking into, amen, anything. Praise God. He knows it because he knows you. Hallelujah. He goes home with you. Praise God. He goes on vacation with you. Amen. He goes with you wherever you go tonight. That's how big God is. Amen. That's how awesome he is. Amen. His awesomeness, amen, is beyond our imagination. Amen. Hallelujah. But in the midst of all of that that he's taking care of, amen, God has a sense of humor. God has a sense of humor tonight. Psalms chapter 59, <laughs> verse 5 through 8 says, Thou therefore, Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to visit all of the heathen. Be not merciful to any wicked transgressors, Selah. They return at evening, and they make a noise like a dog, and they go around about the city. Behold, they belch out of their mouths. Swords are in their lips, for who, say they, doth hear? But thou, O Lord, shall laugh at them. Thou shalt have all of the heathen in derision. So what is David saying here? David says, the heathen go around about the city in the evening, making a noise like a dog. Now, amen, there's only a few noises that I know that dogs make, right? Amen. Y'all looking at me like I done fell off the planet. They bark, they yawn, they smack when they eat. You know, there's a few noises that dogs make. Hallelujah. But the heathen, they go around about the city in the evening time making the noise like a dog. Hallelujah. They belch with their mouths. All the while, amen, having swords in their lips. And they walk around saying, hey, nobody hears us. Amen. And when they say nobody hears us, amen, God hears them and laughs at them. Praise God. You know why? Amen. God laughs at them because God hears everybody. Amen. He sees everybody. He knows everybody. He hears everybody. So basically, basically the heathen is saying there is no God. Amen. But God is there. He hears them and he laughs at them because of the silly ideas that they have. Amen. That nobody, amen, hears what they're doing. Praise God. Amen. God laughs, not with them. Amen. But over the idea that they think nobody hears them and sees what they're doing. Praise God. Hallelujah. As a general rule tonight, Christians are challenged by the Word of God. Amen. I know, I know what's in the Scripture, and you know what's in the Scripture. And amen. Because the word sober Amen. It's only used in the New Testament. It's used several times, eight or nine, maybe ten times in the New Testament. The word sober is used repeatedly, amen, in the New Testament. Praise God. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 6 says this. Amen. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Hallelujah. So the New Testament challenges Christians today, amen, to be sober, to be sober-minded, right? Be sober-minded. Hallelujah. Amen. That same verse of Scripture that tells us to be sober-minded or to be sober also tells us not to sleep. So that's a little funny in itself. Amen. If I've lived 63 years and never had the privilege of going to sleep, 
Amen. I don't know how in the world I would keep my eyelids open. Praise God. I don't know how you would keep your eyelids open. Amen. You know, but it, we know it's not talking about natural sleep. Hallelujah. And we know it's not talking about, amen, natural soberness. It's talking about, amen, spiritual sleep and spiritual soberness, right? Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible tells us in the New Testament, I'm not going to read the rest of these scriptures, husbands and wives, old and young alike, amen, are all challenged, amen, in the New Testament, amen, to be sober-minded. Praise God. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Hallelujah. Amen. So the New Testament tells us repeatedly, amen, that we need to be sober. We need to be sober. We need to be sober. And I think that, amen, we have taken that, amen, to the extremes. Praise God. We've taken that soberness, amen, to be, uh, to mean so serious-minded. Be sober-minded, so sober-minded, so serious-minded, amen, that we don't look for humorous stuff in life. That we don't enjoy the funny things in life. I think every day, probably every one of us are guilty of doing something stupid. Huh? Ask my wife, don't I do stuff stupid every day? <laughs> oh, well, she knows I do. Amen. I do stuff. You know, I'm, you know there's, a lot of, there's a lot of old folks jokes out there. Amen. The old old lady going up the steps, and she gets halfway up the steps. She gets confused. Confused. She don't know if she's going upstairs or coming down the stairs. And I'm right there with her. Sometimes I don't know whether I'm coming or going up or down, left or right, in or out. Praise God. I'm right there with the old lady on the stairs. Praise God. Sometimes I don't know where I'm coming and going. Praise God. Uh, amen. I do stuff every day that if I just would think about it a little bit, I could laugh at myself. And if you could think, if you would just. Stop. Think about what you're doing sometimes. Amen. Maybe we could laugh at ourselves. Praise God. Hallelujah. But there's a balance in the Word of God. Amen. We've got to balance all of this sober-mindedness. Amen. We've got to balance that with Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 22. Hallelujah. The Bible says, a merry heart doeth good like medicine. A merry heart doeth good like medicine. Praise God. But a broken spirit drieth up the bones. Praise God. Hallelujah. What's that telling us? Amen. Amen. It's you know what it's basically telling me? Amen. If I learn how to laugh more, I might just live longer. Amen. I can be so sober-minded. I can be so serious-minded that I don't ever enjoy anything in life. Amen. That I can actually shorten my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I'm not enjoying life. Praise God. Amen. I find no humor in life. I find no laughter in life. Hallelujah. It'll dry up your bones, the Bible says. Hallelujah. So we, we would probably all live a lot longer if we learned how to laugh a little bit more. Praise God. Amen. Proverbs 15 and 13 says, A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. Now here's where it gets a little bit, amen, uh, I'm not going to say the word serious, but here is where it gets a little bit where we need to listen, amen, tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. Praise God. But by sorrow, the, the heart of the heart, the spirit is broken. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have to deal with so much. We hear today of so much sickness, so much death, 
So many people backsliding. So many people walking away from God. Hallelujah. It breaks our heart to hear these things. Amen. But it's important to us as children of God, amen, not to walk around 24-7, 365 days a year with a broken heart. Hallelujah. And a broken spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But by sorrow, the heart, the spirit is broken. Hallelujah. Amen. There's so many sad things that go on in life that breaks our heart. That if that's all we ever concentrate on, that if that's all we ever focus on tonight, hallelujah, it will affect, amen, our countenance. Praise God. Hallelujah. John chapter 16 and verse 33. The last part of that verse of Scripture says, Be of good cheer. This is Jesus talking. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, if anything, amen, should make us happy, make us joyful tonight, amen, it's the fact that Jesus overcame the world. And then he looked at us and said, Hey, now you've got an example, amen, where you can overcome the world. Hallelujah. We've got... An example set before us. He overcame everything that came against him. Amen. You and I can overcome everything that comes against us. Amen. If we include, amen, some laughter, if we include some humor, hallelujah, in our daily lives, hallelujah, be of good cheer, hallelujah. It's not a suggestion, amen. It's not a suggestion. It's a commandment from Jesus, be of good cheer, hallelujah. We Amen. Sometimes you just have to lighten your load. Amen. We get so bogged down, so tied down. Amen. So broken in our spirits. Hallelujah. We just have to, amen, we just have to pause and say, hey, this is, this is more than I can bear. Anybody ever been there or am I the only one ever been there? Amen. Anybody ever been there that you felt like, man, I'm at my wit's end here. Amen. I'm at my wit's end. I can't bear any more of this. I gotta, I gotta have a diversion here. Amen. I, I, I don't want to get out of. Amen. I, I don't want to. I don't want to quit pastoring. I don't want to quit. Amen. Taking my position in the church is being serious. But sometimes I need a diversion. Hallelujah. Amen. Every once in a while, I need to go to. Amen. To Pigeon Forge and go to the comedy barn. Hallelujah. I love going to comedy barn. Hallelujah. Sometimes I need a diversion. Praise God. How can we have a positive effect on people? Here's what I was talking about a little earlier. Well, we need to listen maybe. Amen. How can we have a positive effect on people if we're not cheerful ourselves about serving our God? If we're not happy about serving God, if we're not cheerful about serving God, Hallelujah. How are we going to have a positive effect on somebody else, amen, that is looking at us, amen, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and we've got their attention, hallelujah. They're looking our way, hallelujah, amen, but all they see is long, sad faces and long, sad countenances, hallelujah. How can we ever have a positive effect on them, amen, if we don't ever smile, if we don't ever show ourselves friendly, amen, if we don't ever, amen, just laugh, hallelujah. Man, so there's a world out there that's going to hell in a handbasket. And the church has got to have a positive effect on them. Amen. Well, the church, amen, that is caught up in all of this serious stuff that's going on. Amen. At the end time, hallelujah. Amen. We got to learn how 
amen, to divert away from that at times. We got to have some diversions. Amen. Hallelujah. And get away from all of this. Amen. You know, we, t- we can talk about earthquakes and fires and, amen, and famines and pestilences and all this stuff. We can, amen, we can literally talk about that every time we come to church. Amen. And scare the living daylights out of everybody. Hallelujah. Sometimes, amen, we just need to hear that God has a sense of humor. Amen. And there's a, uh, there, there, I just read a few stories to you, amen, in the Word of God, that if we would think about the stories that we're reading, amen, we can see that and find the humor in those stories. Hallelujah. Amen. I have a confession to make. Amen. I've been on the last five apostolic cruises. I was on the first apostolic cruise. I've been on all five apostolic cruises. Hallelujah. Amen. And on these apostolic cruises, they have singing. Some of the best singing you've ever heard. Amen. Wonderful singing on apostolic cruises. Hallelujah. I enjoy the singing. They have preachers on there. Some of, amen, the, 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 the best preaching I've heard, amen, in a long time has been on an apostolic cruise. Amen. When they, when they call us together in the auditoriums around, Amen. We get in there and they preach to us the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. They sing and they preach and the anointing of God falls. And amen. You look around and, and, and people that work on the cruise ship are in there and they're being affected. Amen. By what they hear and what they see and amen. What they feel on those cruise ships. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, amen. Those cruise ships are awesome. Amen. Hallelujah. We're not going to get to go this year because we've got a wedding to attend. Amen. But I want to tell you, all of it's good. All of a singing, all the preaching, all of it's good. But the best part about an apostolic cruise is bunch and breeze. <laughs> On my part. Amen. Because I hear, I hear, I hear, there's wonderful singers around here. Amen. There's wonderful preachers that come by here and preach for us. Hallelujah. I hear wonderful singing around here. I hear good preaching around here. Amen. Uh, even our local preachers here, they, they do a tremendous job when they get up here and preach to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. But I don't get to hang out with Brunch, Bunch and Breeze that often. Amen. They're two clowns. Amen. The, the, the apostolic crews usually. Amen. It comes at a very critical time. Praise God. It comes, usually comes in, in the month of February, late January, early February. Amen. Some of the coldest, bleakest, you know, time of the year. January, late January and February. Man, it's cold. It's cloudy all the time. My wife, my wife says, it don't ever, the sun don't ever shine in the wintertime. I said, honey, it does. It shines every day. You just got, you can't, can't see through the clouds. But the sun's up there shining. You just can't see it through the clouds. Well, it's cloudy every day. Sun don't ever shine. Amen. So me and her both need that apostolic cruise every year for the past five years. Hallelujah. Because we needed, amen, those clowns, the bunch and breeze crowd, amen, and the other comedians. Amen, that are on the cruise ship. Praise God. These are apostolic people. Amen. Everything they do is clean. It's not dirty. It's not filthy. It's not vulgar in any way. Hallelujah. They come on there and they make me laugh. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. So I'm just confessing to you. I go on the cruises so I can laugh out loud. (laughs) Amen. I know it's sobering times. I know it's the last days. I know it's serious times. The Bible says it's perilous times that we're living in today. 
Amen. But if that's all we dwell on, amen, it will, it will tell in our countenance. Praise God. I think some of you are just, it took everything you could do to get in here tonight. Man, you look, you look so wore down and wore out. Amen. And just look like you're tired and weary tonight. And I'm up here trying to be a clown myself, I guess. Amen. Ain't getting a laugh nowhere. Praise God. Amen. You know why? Because we need to learn how to laugh in everyday life. We need to learn to find humor. Amen. In everyday life. Praise God. You know, uh, I appreciate, I appreciate, you know, I've been to hundreds and hundreds of funerals in 40-something years of being in church and pastor and preacher. I don't know. I wish I'd have kept up with the number of funerals that I have preached. Amen. But I always, I always, amen, enjoy preaching a funeral. <laughs> you know, not that I enjoy preaching funerals, but I enjoy preaching a funeral, amen, when I know some humorous stories about the person that we're burying. Amen. Or, or when some family member gets up there and they share something humorous about Amen. You know, a funeral is supposed to be sad. Everybody's supposed to be crying. And we do go to a funeral and we grieve and we cry and we weep. Hallelujah. Amen. But sometimes right in the midst of our weeping and crying and grieving, amen, somebody can get up there and tell us a humorous story about, amen, the deceased that's laying in the casket in front of us. Amen. And we can all break out laughing. Hallelujah. That is a balance that we need. Amen. We, we, hey, we're going to cry. We're going to be sad. Amen. We're going to, we're going to, amen. We're going to be burdened down with, amen, things in life. Amen. But we've got to learn how to laugh. Hallelujah. Amen. We can lose our testimony, amen, to the world, amen, when we lose our ability to laugh. When we lose our ability to laugh, we lose our testimony. Hallelujah. You know, we get up and sing the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. We talk about it. We sing about it. We preach about it. Well, amen, we've got to put that on display. Amen. We just can't sing about it. We've got to live it. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's exactly what the enemy wants to do to us. He wants us to lose our ability to laugh. I think it's all right to laugh at the devil. Huh? I think when Brother Barfield gets up here and calls the devil the old puke-faced devil, huh? Amen. And he 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 starts, amen, uh, talking about the devil and running him down and calling him in every kind of name that he can call him. Hallelujah! I can't help but to laugh. Praise God! Because hey, amen. What what better way to get it than the enemy? Amen. To just uh, punch him in the face with laughter. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's what we need tonight. We need an old, I, I ain't going to be up here but a few more minutes. Here's what we need tonight. Here's what we need in our church. Here's what we need. Here's what every church needs. Amen. We need an old-fashioned Holy Ghost laughing service. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not saying, amen, let's do it tonight because I'm preaching this. Amen. But we need, we need, we need, and I've been, I've been in several services Amen. In my 40-something years of living for God, hallelujah. Amen. Where the Holy Ghost fell. Amen. Somebody got in a laughing spirit. Amen. Started laughing out loud in the Holy Ghost. And pretty soon, amen, this side of the church is laughing. Then that side of the church is laughing. Everybody in the church is laughing. It lifts our heart. It lifts our spirit. Amen. In the Lord. And we all go home blessed and encouraged. Amen. Because somebody Amen. Obeyed the Holy Ghost and began to laugh in the Spirit of God. 
Amen. I've been in prayer meetings, hallelujah, amen, that after 30 or 45 minutes of seriously praying amen to God and crying out to God on behalf of everybody we can think about praying for, amen, spend an hour in prayer just seriously interceding, amen, for people in need only to just to sit back and relax a few minutes, amen, and the Holy Ghost just send a spirit of laughter to you. Amen, to encourage you because God don't want you to go home from that prayer meeting all bogged down. Amen, and all, you know, just, just with the weight of the world on your shoulders, praise God. Hallelujah. It's been a few years since we had one of those services. I know we had a few of them over there in our in our building on 212. We had several of those services up at, amen, over at uh, Eleanor Drive, praise God. And, uh, amen, through the years we've had several services like that, praise God. Hallelujah. So, amen, we need one. Amen. That right quickly, praise God. Hallelujah. It's because I'm telling you, it will lift the load, amen, off your shoulders. Praise God. I'm I am the world's worst at trying to tell jokes. Hallelujah. What's the preacher's name on the cruise ship that tries to tell jokes? <laughs> I, won't, I won't say his name out loud so he can't ever hear his name. But there's a preacher comes on the cruise ship and he tries to tell his jokes and they're the corniest, stupidest things I've ever heard. And I'm thinking, well, that guy... You know, he, you know, I, I, well, at first I thought, well, that guy, he don't need to be even up there trying. But, you know, at least he's one step ahead of me. He's at least up there trying. You know, maybe one day, Monday he'll get it right, praise God. And, uh, uh, you know, but uh, there's all kind of different jokes today, praise God. Amen. But you know what? Humor is not all about jokes. Humor is not all about jokes. Praise God. Humor is... The ability to find things, perceive the humor in something, amen, and enjoy it and laugh about it, praise God. That's what I need more of. Maybe that's what you need more of, the ability to perceive, amen, things that are humorous and funny, praise God. So I'm confessing to you tonight. So when you pray, pray that God would give Brother Morell a funny bone. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the ability to find things in life that is amusing. We would probably all, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again in closing, we would probably all live longer, amen, if we could, amen, just find a little bit of amusement in everyday life. So tomorrow, I'm challenging you tomorrow. If you're the stoic, serious-minded, you know, it's all business, kind of person, amen, why don't you go to work tomorrow with a little bit different disposition, amen, why don't we all just, amen, wake up in the morning with a different mindset and say, God, show me the humor in life today, let me see it, let me perceive it, let me acknowledge it, let me laugh about it, let me enjoy life, let me enjoy life, I remember when I first got in church, the, those old preachers back then, man, they preached Matthew chapter 24. They preached, you know, they preached the end time. They preached all the, all the stuff that's in the Bible. They was preaching the Bible. But it seems like a lot of those old preachers, they focus all their attention, amen, on all of those sad things, amen, that's going to be happening, amen, in the end time. Praise God. And man. I, I guess when I first got in church, I thought, you know, 
I guess I, I guess I got to the place I thought that maybe laughing is sin. Enjoying life is sin. Hallelujah. And uh, I remember when my wife and uh, my, uh, me and my wife, my wife and I, <laughs> and my kids would go on vacation. We would, we would enjoy ourselves. We would enjoy ourselves, but we wouldn't go anywhere. You know, we wouldn't go to Dollywood. We wouldn't go to amusement parks. You know, we would just go, you know, and go camping and go riding out in the wilderness, which is stuff that, you know, go ride out and see the deers. Amen. Up there in Cage Cove and stuff like that. Praise God. We we enjoyed ourselves. Amen. But hallelujah. I, I certainly appreciate Brother Mustang from Pastor from Tennessee. He met us up there at Pigeon Forge one year and we spent a day with them. And he looked at me one day and he said, Have you ever been to Dollywood? I said, No, never been to Dollywood. Didn't think, didn't think. We could go to Dollywood. <laughs> he said, man, I've been going to Dollywood for the last 13 years. He said, man, I'm taking my kids to Dollywood every time I come up here. And he convinced me to go to Dollywood, me and my wife. Praise God. We went to Dollywood, and we enjoyed ourselves. Immensely, we laughed. We had food. We rode rides. We did things like that. Amen. And I'm telling you, it made a difference. Praise God, because after that, amen, uh, you know, we started taking our kids to places we'd never been, and amen, and uh, started uh, learning how to laugh, learning how to find some laughter in life. I want you to close your eyes tonight. If you're here, and you're kind of like I am, you're kind of sober, stoic, serious-minded to the point, amen, that sometimes you feel like you've got the world on your shoulders. Sometimes you probably, like I do, feel like, you know, God, I don't know how much more of this I can carry. You know, we get to that place. We get to that place. Hallelujah. Simply because we cannot perceive and enjoy laughter the way that a lot of other people can. Hallelujah. I, you know, I would to God that I was more like Kevin Fuller. <laughs> I would to God that I was more like some of the rest of you that can laugh so easily. Amen. And, and find humor in, in, in just anything. Praise God. Hallelujah. I wish to God that I could be more like you. And maybe if I make up my mind tonight that I'm, I'm going to, amen, try to be more perceptive of humorous things in my life so that I can enjoy life more, so that I can laugh more, so that I can have a joyful countenance, a cheerful countenance, hallelujah, amen, so that I can have a positive effect on somebody around me, praise God. God, I'm asking you tonight, God, to touch every individual in this house, hallelujah, that's that's kind of like me. Amen, God. Hallelujah. Lord, we, you put us here. Amen. You've showed us in your word tonight, God, that you are a God. Amen. That laughs and that you are a God that knows what humor is all about. Hallelujah. And God, we want more of you. We're asking you, God, for more of that part of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, every one of us here tonight need to realize we can't carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. You alone, 
you alone are big enough. You alone are, you're the only one that can do it, God. You alone can carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. I can't do it. Nobody else here can do it. Hallelujah. So God, tonight, with that, with that realization here tonight, help me to find more humor in life and laughter in life. Help me to enjoy life so that I can live a long life. Amen. Hallelujah. So that we can all live to the fullest of our potential. Hallelujah. We love and appreciate you tonight. God, thank you for the time that you have spent with us here tonight. Hallelujah. I hope that this little sermon, this little message, God, gets in our hearts and minds and we'll all start looking for more humorous things in life. Hallelujah. God, touch us tonight. Help us tonight. Open up our eyes and hearts and ears, God, to the fact that you want us to smile. You want us to have joy. And you want us to laugh. Hallelujah. We love and praise you tonight. Thank you for this service. Amen. In Jesus' name tonight we pray. Amen. God bless you tonight.